DD214 Gaming Podcast is for mature audiences only. Any videos, music, or entertainment not originating from DD214 Gaming is used and covered under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976, also known as Fair Use. Opinions expressed are our own and do not represent any DOD or U.S. government entities as a whole. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You are no longer alone now, because we have you. Fucking there we go. Well, pilgrims, it's been another 168. So sit on down, load up your corn cob pipe, crack a beer. Let's chew on some fucking trail dust together for a couple minutes. How about it? All right. I don't think it's early enough for this, guys. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the DD214 Gaming Podcast. It's me, John. Going on, boss? How you doing today? Well, what's your name? I mean, my name. My name? <laughs> my name is, uh, my name is, my name is, uh, we just started a show, and I'm getting a phone call, so, uh, hold it down for me for a second. I got you. Hey, so today, good morning, guys. Today, we're, uh, excuse me. Good morning, Everybody, today we're, it's another episode. Today, it's very shortly, we are going to be joined by Crazy Ace TV, Facebook streamer, active duty NCO. Can't wait to pick his brain. He'll be with us in a few minutes. Uh, first thing off, hey, we're going to start off with the 168th review to start off yesterday. Down and Dirty RP had a wild event yesterday where it was the amazing race. There was a there was a big obstacle that had to be come in. This was just a pre-opening event, so guys, you guys gotta check it out. There was maybe about fifteen of us. Look, we had to drive up to the mountains, get a parachute, jump off the mountains, wash stone, get rubies and diamonds, and the winner was uh, was DD two fourteen members, uh, Dylan Mason and Joe Parazzi. So congratulations to them who beat me and Frenchie by a mere few 
literally a few seconds uh guys once again I've, I've been promoted to every single week down and dirty rp opens october 1st on 5m for those who are dd214 gaming members you guys will have an incentive to come in and we'll get an extra twenty five thousand dollars as a member coming in on sign up so come check us out another cool thing that happened for me this week i have started watching she hulk finally got into it very um you know you, good morning mr squalini mr Je mr tech guy gaming how you doing today what was i so she hulk so we're, we're we're back with marvel again we're back in the mcu i'm very excited because you know me i talk about it every now and then and you know i i'm a little late to the party but hey so to finally watch a mcu show that's not full of action and you know the the quips are there the jokes are still there and they're great the cameos pretty cool because you know they are unexpected cameos of characters that we've probably never seen before wong you know wong is pretty cool to see sorry if i just spoiled that for you guys and uh yeah man so we have we have great characters and you know me whenever i review a show or a game i go by three things production characters and script and this show has all three the only complaint that I have about the show itself is it's like they used the whole budget on Mark Ruffalo to make him look a lot better than um, Tatiana Maslany, who plays She-Hulk. And the, the graphics on her are not that good. So that's probably the only complaint that I have. It's, it's, it's a very interesting dive to get back into, especially when, like, you know, you're sitting there and you just say, okay, well, I'm ready for another MCU show. I'm ready for some action. And this show kind of kind of bridges the gap between that calm, um, comedic, comedic story style that we usually see in regular TV shows. And it kind of just flows with it really well. Uh, I got, it kind of got like this comedic Law & Order vibe. It breaks the fourth wall. Um, I'm, I'm very happy with the show. So the show... It gets a 7 out of 10. I'm pretty excited for the rest of it. Guys, I'm still... And going on to the next stuff that I'm watching, I am watching... I am watching The Man in the High Castle as well, which is a show, an alternate timeline show, about what if the, the German Reich defeated America. And, you know, the show is getting quite controversial. I still like the show, but at the same time, it's getting to a point where it's just like you're really questioning the writers and their their morals of how far can they take it with how an American could be so calm with American Nazism. Um, lots of questions of the show. I know that the that the original story was written by Philip K. Dick, who wrote the story originally in the novel. Uh, from what I understand, the novel, the first season, follows the novel and it's pretty controversial but again production characters and story which all three have um i am giving the man in the high castle a six out of ten a six out of ten um another couple things that happened out throughout the week um this week i'm going to the just yesterday actually my new podcast the artificial mind has finally released uh, myself and my boot camp partner, uh, Jeremy Strobridge, have come together to work to bridge the gap between art, mental health, and artificial intelligence and talk about some of the pieces that I've shown 
I've shown off a couple weeks ago here to while working with Mid Journey. Um, guys, check out. Please check out the new podcast. Uh, you can check it out on Spotify. You can check it out on YouTube. You could also you can also check this out on um, Spotify, Apple, and YouTube right now. Uh, it's a great show. The first episode is up. It's called Angels and Outer Space. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of taking the realms right now. Um, everything's going good. Um, let, let's talk about something. So we, we have moderators coming into the DD214 gaming team this week. I wanted to say, for those who are watching, for the guys who are watching, we j I just want you to know that we've looked through your applications and we're going to talk to you this week. It's been a very interesting combustible week as it is and um, with a lot of things going on, we're trying to upgrade um, our world here. Uh, you know, while trying to upgrade our world here, we're also trying to make the group better and build more content with you guys. Uh, on top, on top of that, um, wow, uh, yeah. So Jay should be back any minute, guys. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> oh, uh, and there he is. What's up, Jay? Look at that fucking nick of time and shit, huh? Okay. How yeah. you like me now? Yeah, perfect. So down to I, down. How you like me now, yeah. partner? Okay, I, bro I, I broke down uh, She-Hulk, which I gave a 7 out of 10. Man in the High Castle gets a 6 out of 10. I just promoted okay. my new podcast, The Artificial Mind. All right, so The Artificial... Oh, I look forward to listening. You to know, that. so listen to it. Um, we're going through themes. Guys, send us your submissions and let us know what you think. And what I was just talking about was uh, our moderator team that will be coming with us this week. Um, I will be sending you your emails today. So look at your discords, look at your emails... Um, we're gonna have a good time. Um, we're we're here to grow each other. We're here to grow the team. Jay, it's yep. time for your 168. Good morning, Mr. Yeah. Mason. Hey, and and like I said earlier, uh, two of our DD214 gaming members won a down and dirty GTA roleplay event last night. Oh, outstanding! Joe, Congratulations, our old producer Joe Ferrazzi and our friend Dylan yeah. Mason. Um, I just want to give a big hey. shout out to. Congratulations, guys. Good Joe job. Poe, Deshaun Myers, Crazy, Crazy Ace TV, who will be joining us momentarily. Travis Bishop, Dylan Mason, Meat. Just a guy named Meat. Thank Meat. you for coming. I can Tall dig tally. it. All right, Jay, so now, it, now it's you, man. How was your week? How are you doing today, man? Fucking still alive, man. It was definitely another 168, let me tell you. Freaking, oh. Doesn't it feel good sometimes when, like, the universe just freaking bends you the fuck over? You know what I mean? <laughs> but we're still here, aren't we? Still fucking here. Still in the ring, still taking the fucking punches. Dick still fucking set to hard. So, yeah, it was a week, let me tell you. Um, yeah, I really didn't do too much. Um, Nikki, uh, my, my beautiful girlfriend, Nikki, she was gone most of the week. Um... She actually just flew in on Friday, so that was fucking amazing, and I'm we are we are all glad to have her back, and uh, the household the household is uh, functionally complete again. You know what I mean? So as it were, and uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, we really didn't do too much overall, and and you know just generally speaking. Um, one cool thing that that we did though is I finally got Nikki. Are you ready for this, John? After like months and months, over a year. I finally got Nikki 
to sit down and watch The Godfather. The Godfather? Yeah. So, like, after all this time, like, this poor woman has never seen this fucking movie. So she's seen all... All she has ever seen is just all the parodies... But yeah, after all this time, she all she's ever seen is like the memes, the parodies, you know, different movies that, you know, rip it the fuck off, whatever. That's all she's ever seen. She's never seen like the actual movie, The Godfather. So we finally sat down and we watched The Fucking Godfather. For me, this is like, I don't know, like the 862nd time I've probably seen it, right? All the way through in my life. Um, but for her, it was like numero uno. And so that was really cool. That was really cool to like do that and kind of like rehash like the like just where it all started the whole like the gangster genre of films it's where it all fucking started like before that a lot of your your crime movies and gritty whatever movies were not you never really saw it from the other side you know what i mean it was always a cop against the bad guys right or whatever like this was like the first like what you might call like a sem semi-realistic portrayal of how it, you know, how, how it all goes down behind the scenes. You know what I mean? So, gotta say, man, upon rewatch, man, The Godfather is scoring an automatic fucking throbby, veiny, mess up your gutsy fucking 10 of 10, dude, forever. Just forever. when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> I tell you what, dude, I'll tell you what, no shit. And... Uh, because we had, we kind of watched it, we chopped it up. So like we started it the night before we finished it last night. And because we were still, we still had a little bit of time left in the evening. We actually started and we got about 40 minutes into, uh, the Godfather part two. So she is, so Nikki is trudging along and, uh, she's doing very well so far. I can already tell you right away, like Godfather part two, part two is also going to get a, uh, a throbby veiny, you know, have to go to the hospital after you get fucked by it, you know? 10 of 10, dude, like, you know, both of these movies are, both of these movies are classics, uh, for those of you that aren't readers, which, you know, it's 2022, so that pretty much makes all of you, about 99% of you out there, I love, I love talking that shit, because, like, none of you, like, barely even know how to read, and I, I know because of, like, I see the comments you leave, you know what I mean, like, so based on your spelling, I already know you don't read, um, Godfather Part 1 and 2, uh, were actually both based on, and loosely based on the 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 single the singular book, The Godfather by Mario Puzo. So for those of you that actually care about educating yourselves and like reading good books, uh, I would highly recommend uh, The Godfather by Mario Puzo. Doesn't matter how many times you've seen the movie, uh, if you still want to get your guts beat up, dude, like mentally, fucking Mario Puzo will do that for you. And there'll be shit in that book that was definitely not in the fucking movies. So uh, highly encourage you guys to uh, also check that out. It sits right over here on my bookshelf. Uh, it also occupies zero space in your brain because you guys, uh, you you mongoloids, don't even know how to fucking read. So that I was uh, that no was shit uh, from anyone. <laughs> that was uh, that was Jay's uh, 168. So yeah, back to you, John. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's your roadhouse now. Oh, is it the roadhouse already? Yeah. Oh shit. Damn. Hang it's on. It's for your roadhouse. I did my thing already. It's your turn. All right, give me a second here. Well, if you, if you want me to, I can add one more thing. I watched Thor Love and Thunder. It's a win. Okay. 
It's a win. Oh, God. It's a Thor, win. Thor Love and Thunder is Thor, a win. Thor Love and Thunder is a win. It's got a great soundtrack. It's got a great story. It'll make you laugh, cry, and maybe walk out. Seven out of ten. I, I am going... I am... I'm going to watch this. I, I swear to God, John, I'm going to watch this movie just because you said that, just so I can trash it next week. I know. Like, just, just. He needs some milk. <laughs> All right. So, are we, yep. Ready? Is it time? Yeah, let's do it, man. Well, pilgrims, here we are again. Another hunter, goddamn sixty-eight. You get your dick kicked in this week like I did, and back inside out, back inside again. That's okay. Come on down to the roadhouse. Let's take some stress out. Come saddle up to the bar. Crack open a brew. Hang out with your old pal Jay. Let's take some weight out of the rucksacks. Have a chat for a few. All right. Cheers. So, John, I got a question for you. Let's hear it. Is fantasy football supposed to be fun? I know fantasy baseball is supposed to be fun. I mean, I'm just asking, like, in general, like, is it fantasy football is a big thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we're talking hundreds, hundreds of thousands, if not like several million people, play this probably every year, right? Absolutely. Okay, is it supposed to be fun? And if the answer to that question is yes, I need you to explain to me what the fucking fun is supposed to be, or how it's supposed to be fun. I think please, because I'm confused. Team camaraderie. Okay. I mean, are people in the leagues? Are people in the are people in these leagues like supposed to like kind of chat with each other or communicate or I would think maybe so. even I don't know shit shit talk and you know like just have banter and interaction and human human interaction fun right something yeah I would think so yeah well apparently I joined the wrong fucking league so this was the most fucking dead fish fucking starfish fucking league I've ever fucking seen. It's my first time playing fantasy football, and boy, did I get fucking ripped off. Holy shit. Like, I've seen fucking dead bodies with more fucking animation than the fucking league I'm in, dude. So, going back going back last week to week one, alright, where was the Thursday night game? Sunday fucking, Sunday morning, all the morning games get played. I'm sitting at the VFW with my, with my beautiful daughters, Watching the Chiefs game, and I think we're at least like halfway, halfway through, if not almost all the way through the first quarter. And I realize there has not been a single person say anything in this fucking group chat of this league I'm in. And I look down, and sure as shit, like it's been like since Thursday, like it's been since like Wednesday, like no, like nobody is like it just dead, like just. And I'm like, paid fifty fucking bucks for this, huh? This is this gets to be my fucking fantasy experience, huh? So I sent him a fucking nasty gram and fucking left the group chat. I'm staying in the fucking league just to be a dick and, you know, not and not fucking ruin like, you know, the uh, the fucking whatever. I'll stay in the league. And I won. I won last week, by the way, uh, fairly handily. Um, and I'm already ahead this week because the Chiefs played on Thursday. So because I have a couple of players from the Chiefs, um, I'm already ahead this week. 
So we'll see how it goes, John. I'm really going to laugh my ass off if I fucking, like, beat the shit out of this fantasy football league this season by first time playing. But so far, I'm giving fantasy football the most flaccid, castrated fucking zero of ten of all time, dude. What a fucking waste. Like, for those of you out there that play fantasy football, please let me know, like, what the fucking appeal is. Because uh, this is my first experience, and I'm never fucking doing it again. And I'm definitely not fucking paying money to do it again ever either. Like, what a fucking waste of goddamn fucking time, dude. I'm, like, literally, like, just staring at fucking stats and just, like, waiting for people to say something, talk shit. Are they, are they mad because my fucking team is whooping their fucking ass? Because, you know, I don't know what. Like, I, 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 is, it, is it supposed to be fun? I'm just asking here. I, is it supposed to be fucking fun? Well, you could ask what, that. Like, what is the fucking appeal? What's the appeal? I don't get I, – I, as of right now, I've, I've been doing fantasy football for two weeks – and, like, even the, the draft was fucking lame. Dead fish. You know, you, you ever, like, take you ever like take a girl to bed and you're like, fuck yeah, bro. And then you guys kind of start doing, doing you know, doing doing the thing and she just lays there. And it's like, wow, well, I just fucking went soft real fucking quick because uh, not into fucking dead bodies. You know? What's you know, you know what I mean? In your ass, you black out. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, I need, I, I need some freak shit. You know, like, I need people talking. I need some kind of, like, uh, something to get my dick hard buy, so that we you, can have some fucking fun. So you want someone to go in there and hurt your feelings. Oh, no, 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 shit no, no. about football. How are they going to fucking hurt my feelings, dude? I was in the fucking army. <laughs> what feelings? That's the whole point. They can, like, if anything, talking shit fucking is better for me. That, like, helps me heal. Because then I feel like I'm more at home, right? Yeah. Getting just fucking abused. You know, just getting abused by mom and dad, right? Like that's the army. That's the army way, right? I mean, come on. You know, let's you know, let's not let's not uh, let's not uh, stand on ceremony here, John. <laughs> but yeah, that's about that's about all I got for the Roadhouse this week, dude. Like roadhouse. fantasy football sucks. Fantasy football, fantasy football fucking sucks. And if you like it, please help me see the appeal because I see fucking zero right now. Like as in like negative numbers. Well, I think we're about so, to get yeah. that conversation because. It just in a second we are going to be joined by crazy ace tv welcome to the show man yo 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 what's up everybody how's it going how you doing welcome hey doing good doing good hanging out vibing you know listening to uh how he wants to get his feeling hurts for fantasy football but you know i, I mean know. <laughs> that's the heart that's that's the part I think that's really the part I'm not understanding yet, and I just don't get the actual appeals. Because, like, how can I get my feelings hurt if nobody's even fucking talking? You know what I mean? No, it's one I of those, you. like, no. you know? 100%, like, though, like, when you play fantasy football, like, you just, you have to sit there and you have to talk some smack, right? So I'm in two leagues. One with my high school I wouldn't know. My first time. <laughs> and uh, one from work. The one from the high school classmates is funny because we're in this group chat, and last year... We, we we joked with one of one of our friends because we were like, hey, who's playing? Is it you or your husband? And like, hey, you're not supposed to be tag teaming here. If you wanted to play, have two separate teams. And this year we started, we were we were just roasting here. We we're just like, hey, if you're gonna play, make sure just give just give Randy a sure. his own squad. Like, that's, I'm gonna be playing myself. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I see. That that's the kind of banter I was thinking. Like, I thought that was what made it. That was what's supposed to make it fun, right? Yep. And just. I guess I, I really just landed in a fucking face down face down in the gutter fucking league. Then I really must have just like sh struck the fuck out on the league I landed in. Then, like <laughs> it was literally it was crickets. 
fucking crickets, bro. Crickets after Thursday's game. Crickets all the way leading up to Sunday morning's games. And it was still crickets after an entire set of games have been played. I was like, you guys fucking suck. And if this is fantasy football, fuck you, dude. Like, this is, like, this is negative shit. Like, I don't, like, why did I even join this league? I just yeah, got, like, 50, like, 50, fuck this shit, 50 I'm bucks. Out. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No. <laughs> Dude, you should see the fucking dude. You, I, I sent, I sent a couple, I sent a couple of screen caps to John just to be a, like, just to show, show John, like when I fucking wigged out on these people, dude, I wigged out on them. I was like, you guys fucking suck, and I sent like the most giant middle finger emoji I could possibly make, dude, because it was like I was that upset. I was like, y'all, y'all hurt my feelings by not fucking like doing anything. I just paid fifty bucks to like do what, like watch so, a bunch so of fucking I, stats, I watch, eat, watch a bunch so... of stats for seventeen. My high school classmates ones, we'll go, we, we pay, but it's kind of like, it's not even an entry fee. What it is, it's just like, hey, here's 20 bucks. We'll, have, we'll see what happens at the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I've, right. I've never gone into, like, pay leagues, uh, pay this much, enter, like, don't get me wrong. I don't mind having friendly wagers or stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But I refuse sure. to, 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 to do pay leagues. First off, I don't play fantasy like that, right? Like, if I play fantasy to get into a pay league, then cool, but, like, I got so much going on. I can't sit here and track every single stat for every single person, racking and Correct. stack them. Right. That's that's what I got. That's what I got the freaking the apps for to sure. do that shit for Absolutely. me. And then you hopefully make a good guesstimation. You know. Sure. <laughs> I've never I've never been a big fan of uh, what you might call uh, gambling in general. I do I do gamble from time to time. I'm not you know I'm I I don't mind the occasional poker game with buddies. You know whatever. Never been a big gambler, but this one was one of it was actually a member a member of our community, uh GD214 gaming member. Still cool with this guy, by the way. Me and him still are me and him still chat back and forth, but just not with the not with the group chat. But but no, like he offered, he was like, he's like, Hey, I'm I'm in a couple leagues and I'm and I'm commissioner of, of one. Would you like to try it this year? I heard you talking about it on the podcast. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me put my money where my fucking mouth is. Let's try this shit. You know what I mean? And it just I guess we just kind of landed in a bad grouping of people probably it's just one of those like no kid no fucking chemistry no kim oh mr bishop I, I i promise you i'm very committed i'm i'm gonna, I'm gonna be so committed because our, our our group our group member here is the commissioner of the league so what's going to happen is if i start if i keep winning throughout the throughout the year about halfway through the year i'm gonna have him like put me back in the group chat i'm gonna fucking stay long enough to send him, like two really shitty messages and fucking leave it and then leave again. <laughs> and then I'm gonna come back at the end and be a fucking dick again. You know what I mean? After I win the whole fucking thing. That's how committed I am to this. I'm very committed to this. And Travis okay? and Travis Bishop says, Ace, you gotta be more committed. You more gotta committed. Be more- this coming from the guy who sits there, won't even play with us on weeknights anymore, because he has to study. <laughs> oh, I gotta go to class. I gotta go to class. <laughs> I love that dude, though. No, yeah, no. Travis is one of my. He's one actually good friend for like, man. It's going on over like ten years now. So, so, so Ace. So tell us about yourself. Uh, Before we get to the gaming side of things, who are you? All right. So, um, you know, my name's Ramon. I'm uh, active duty Army. Been active duty now for nineteen years. Uh, I wish, I wish I could possibly say that I am going to retire right at twenty next year, right? But I am trying to move one time. So I'll probably retire around 22, 23, um, just because, you know, I got certain plans that I want to do, and I can't accomplish them if I get out right now. So uh, other than that, though, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, diehard Bears fan. If you guys can't see Bears, go Bears, right? Go Bears. We played the Fudge Packers today. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, born and born and raised in Chicago. And um, in the Army, I am a 13 Juliet, which is fire direction for artillery. So for those of you guys who, I mean, I'm hoping everyone here would know, right? But for those of you who don't know military lingo, all I do is tell people where to blow shit up at, pretty much. <laughs> it's a little bit. And for and for, for those of you out there that also don't know, I want to say that he's also being very humble about what he's saying because he doesn't just do that, and he he does a lot fucking more than that. So, coming oh, coming yeah, from a 100%. coming from a guy who just got out, like, I appreciate your humility, dude. But like, I, I've 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 seen a lot of people in a lot of different MOSs, and they kind of tone down like, kind of like how they describe what they do in the army. And I just want you to know, there's no gatekeepers here. Like, you do some fucking badass shit that is absolutely necessary, especially on the battlefield. And I've seen I've seen what things that guys like you do to help guys like me out when I'm out there on top of a fucking mountain with my fucking dick in my hand and nothing fucking and nothing around me but fucking like bad terrain and bad people. Yeah. Oh yeah. So no, like, I, I appreciate thank you, you man. thank no, you, thank, thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do. Like, of course, man. Hey, we we all got to help each other, you know. I, so look, we talk a lot of smack about you know freaking. Bravos, freaking the infantry, you know. I understand that we're the king of battle. It's okay, all right? But I had to throw that in there. <laughs> hey, man. But no, Queen's but, uh, got, Queen's honestly, Queen's got though, a like, All jokes aside, man, when, when shit hits the fan, you know, like, we all know that we have each other's back. And that's one of the greatest yeah, things I mean, that I love about the military in general. Even even outside of the Army, when we talk about joining with the, you know, doing joint stuff with the Air Force, with the mm -hmm. Marines, the Navy, like, we talk so much shit about each other. But we know that we have each other's back, and that's one of the greatest things, you know? Um, yep. Aside from that, then, uh, what I do right now, though, technically I'm an OCT, and so what I do is I observe, coach, and train uh, National Guard and Reservists awesome. uh, to ensure that they're doing stuff uh, to standard and per doctrine, right? National Guard means, you know, they only do they only do one week in a month and sometimes two weeks out of the year, total 39 days out of the year. So obviously they don't get as much training as we do on active duty. So our job is just to make sure that they're on the right path to do stuff. So sure. Interesting. How do you, uh, if if you don't if you don't mind saying like, uh, what what is your duty station right now? Oh, I'm at a uh, Camp Atterbury, Indiana. So holy shit, really? Are you? Yeah, you're, it's about you're, thirty minutes south of Indy. You're so you are an active duty, almost retired, twenty year soldier, and you got Camp Atterbury, Indiana as a duty station. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I live in South Indy right now, like just chilling. <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know the army is not the worst place in the world right now. That is probably the most cush, like duty station you could probably get. I'm not saying his job is cush. I'm saying like as far as duty stations, like that's to be active duty and to be attached or assigned to what is predominantly an uh, either guard or reserve outfits is like leagues different than oh your it's a hidden gem this is probably one of the hidden gems of the army hands down no like you know like i yeah. love it i was i, I went I've i got a lot of time uh, to myself to be able to do stuff and that's why i was able to focus bro, on gaming that's, that's um, awesome myself and, you and, know and at the tail end and at the, and at the tail end of your career too oh yeah if i get promoted though ain't no freaking relaxing now <laughs> i thought you said you were getting out of 20 no matter what what happened no, no, to that? No, I said I said uh, I have plans in place, so I can't get out at twenty. So I have one more PCS oh, left. Okay. So, oh. So what I, it is is if I, I get promoted, I, so I'm trying to make E8. Yeah, I'm trying to make E8. So if I get promoted, then you know I'm I'm gonna go back to the line. But if not, regardless, I'm getting out of my next assignment if I don't get picked up. So. Hey, uh, so you said you're hitting twenty years. Uh, so that was around the height of the war on terror. Oh, yeah. So I had literally 
I had, uh, um, I said I was going to join the army in 2002, right? So I was a dep. Uh, and then literally the, everything happened. I was a, I was a junior in high school. I still remember when everything happened, I was in first period English. The teacher walked out, brought in the TV and were like, Hey, this is happening right now. And everyone's looking at me like, yo, are you still going to go to army? You're, are you going to go to war? I was like, bro, I don't even know what any of this means. You know, I'm still a freaking <laughs> 17 years old here. But uh, it was uh, it was different. It was, you know, I didn't know what to expect. But I went to basic, went to, went to basic training, went to job training. And then I got stationed in Germany. And within three weeks of being in Germany, I found myself in Iraq. So Where'd you, where did you uh, end up in Iraq? Uh, Baghdad. So okay. initially we were in Biop, uh, Baghdad International Airport, and then that's where I stayed. We were there majority of the time, and then we ended up going to Falcon. I can't, I can't even remember where the heck that was. Right. Um, we were set to come back home, and then that's when we got extended, and then we had to go back to Biop because there was no place for us in Falcon because we had already started ripping out. So like, you know, we we were done. We were this thing and then kind of sucked man because every time i talk about it like it still hits a little bit home because we were good to go and then that's like we lo started losing people when we were supposed to be going home you know mm. so like it's just really like mixed feelings every time i kind of think about it how, or whatnot. how long how long were you how long were you uh deployed the first time that 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 very first time like how long were uh, you going? when i was there uh i was there for seven months the unit had already been there for almost uh I want to say a little less than a year, maybe like 10, 11 months. Or oh whatnot. my gosh. Was that, was that, was that, was that hard for you? Kind of trying, kind of like, uh, coming into a unit that had already been there and you're fresh yeah. out of training and like, you had to like, you had to like, make everyone already knows each other. This yeah, so thing, you, I had to try yeah, to you, figure myself out. And you got to come in there. You got to come in there and try to make your bones like halfway through a fucking deployment. Right. Like, yeah. what was that? What was that experience like trying to, I guess, fit in like I not, not only fresh out of training, but like in war, you know what I mean? I think the biggest thing is it's not hard for me to fit in. Like, I've always been very uh, extrovert, right? I was on the football team. I was JRTC. Like, I've always liked being around people. So I think the hardest part was just from that perspective at that time was trying to get the respect of, like, my sergeants and stuff. But, like, hey, you can trust me with stuff or whatnot. But, like, but at the same time, like, I need to be trained. And we, I mean, we trained and we were tired. And I mean, like, you thought doing two days in the middle of summer, you know, where you were dog tired at the end of the day, you thought like, yeah, I got this, man. It prepares you for nothing when you have about, you know, an extra hundred pounds of gear on, freaking kicking indoors, going through mount size, doing all this training, getting up, going down. I was like, yo, what did I sign myself up for? You know? <laughs> Thought you but, were 13 uh, Juliet. You sound like you're doing infantry shit there, bro. That's what we were doing. We weren't doing our <laughs> just, All that stuff was already done prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Hey, kids, that's why they call it basic combat training. Everybody becomes an infantryman eventually. Oh, I, hey, look, I, 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 I'm a firm believer, and I preach 100%. Like, look, everyone is a soldier first and foremost. Like, you have your job, cool, fine, and dandy. When I go ahead and talk to people, I'm like, yo, cool. You can freaking file papers. You can freaking turn a wrench. But what does that mean when shit hits the fan? Do you understand how to pick up a rifle? 
Do you know how to hide behind cover? Cover your buddy, like all this stuff. And that's basic soldiering. I, I like to call soldier 101, right? I guess yep. what everyone likes to call it. Like, if you can't do that, I'm sorry, you can't do your job. Like, that's just me, though. Shoot, move, and communicate. That's like the fucking, the first three things you should be learning. You know what I mean? Shoot, yeah. move, and communicate. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So, yeah. yeah. Tell me about, t- tell me about your introduction to, uh, gaming and how gaming kind of became i guess a thing for you or you know here in the last few years like tell me what was the when since you've been in the army this entire time right what was your like was the gaming like kind of therapeutic for you or was it a thing you did to whatever like like tell me about this like the the kind of bridge between you know how you where, where how you came to be where you are now basically tw- almost 20 years into your career and now you're streaming and you're obviously like very, very far into your career and doing very, very well for yourself. So, you know, what was the what was the bridge to that? Um, so I, I mean, I think like most of us, like I've always gamed. You know what I'm saying? From from, I've always found gaming is a good like escape just from whatever. You know, um, and then I guess I started streaming on and off when I went to when I was on recruiting duty. Like I, I made a Twitch account. You know, streaming from the PlayStation. Wasn't really serious. It's like on and off. Okay, let me do it, you know. Um, but it wasn't until I was in Korea in 2020. It was actually towards the end of my tour in Korea. And I was just like, man, you know, like I've seen all these streamers. I've seen all these people gaming or whatever. And I was just like, dude, like I like this. I want to be able to just show people, you know, what I'm about and what I want to do. And I want to build a gaming community. I've always felt like gaming brings people together. My My main... My main group of players that I play with, right? Travis is one of them. Brandon, who's in the chat, and my other boy Mick, is like we've been together for a long time. And I was just like, "Yo, man, I think we can do this together. You know, we can um, show what you know what we're about or whatnot." And I was like, "Okay, cool." So then I started it, um, and I just I just enjoyed it, man. It, it's been a really good escape for all of us too, because we all live in different states. We're all going to different things, but one thing we can always count on. Was like, yo, Friday night, Saturday morning, like, yo, we're getting on, we're gaming with each other, we're throwing our remotes because of the game, you know what I'm saying? But uh, we always had fun, and um, I started like I started in Korea in 2020 with you know with with Facebook gaming, and then when I moved when I PCS back here in April, uh, or not April, oh my gosh, December of 2020, when I finally got all my equipment, I was like, hey, I'm gonna try to do this a little bit more adamant. I have more time to do it now. And so now I've been doing it for over two years. Uh, we're probably at like 2.2k followers. Uh, for you. I partner, for yeah, you. I'm partnered with uh, Aim Controllers, uh, Gamer Advantage Glasses. Awesome. Uh, and also with oh, Geeks Unleashed, their uh, design company. So, you know, I have my own merch and whatnot. Hey, um, homie, DD214 Gaming is all about freaking like, you give every you give every shout out you need to, homie. We got nothing but time. Oh. You shout them all <laughs> no, out. Right good. Yeah, but, shout but them all know, out. Those who I am partnered with or whatnot. And, uh, you know, maybe some more later on down the line, but I think I'm at a good spot of where I am being partnered or affiliated with people, right? Because again, like it, it, it's hard enough that I'm full time, and then once I'm off, like I still have work to do, right? I'm still trying to reach out to people, still trying to do update. Plus, I'm an NCIC at work, so you know I'm responsible. I'm I'm pretty much a platoon sergeant, right? So I got to take care of that, deal with the sergeant major, deal with the commander, you know. So. I have a lot of my play and I try to balance. Sometimes I do a good job with this. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> so you said but, uh, you were in Korea at the end of 2020. Yeah, I was. So I was there when COVID broke out. 
Oh, wow. so did you have a hard time coming back home? Uh, so I did have to go stay in a hotel for two weeks because there was a there was a mandate from DOD that if you were coming from uh, a level three country at the time with COVID, that you had to quarantine for two weeks. So I lived in a hotel for fourteen days. Army paid for it, of course. Fuck but yeah! It, it was, Actually, that it was fucking badass. Like, was yeah, it was cool? still it was still it was still a, a hard transition though, man, because we still had a I you know I was coming from overseas, so I had to buy a car. We still had to find a house. Oh, uh, so God. Just added yeah, stressors, yeah. you know? Okay, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Uh, yeah. So it was just, it was it was different. It was, you know, than what we're typically used to. We normally, hey, come back home. You know, we do our leave. We're kind of figuring out stuff in between there. But, like, I was literally on the phone searching every day. My wife was looking at me. She was like, what you doing? And, I like, from the time I woke up at, like, 10 o'clock at night to I went to bed, like, at 2300, I was literally looking for cars, looking for houses, it's just, it's just, it's one of the things. Luckily, everything kind of worked out. We were able Doesn't to, like, it always? Yeah, you know, but, but again, that's what the armor teaches you, right? To be proactive and stuff instead of trying to wait for the last minute to do yeah. things. So, that's right. Especially, Absolutely. if I'm Absolutely. by myself, hey, I know when I'm done at the hotel, I can go crash on somebody's couch and be okay, right? But uh, I have my wife and me. I, I can't sit there and do that to my wife, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, to my family and stuff like that, so. What a very interesting time because, like, and especially what an interesting time to have a pcs you know because like you know you're expecting you know like you said you're coming home you're going to do your paperwork you're going to get your house and all your stuff lined up but now every the world stopped everyone everyone's going crazy everything is busy everything is sold out and you're in a hotel funded by the army you're trying to figure out well, what's next so it must have been a very like high anxiety not high anxiety moment but you know Pretty pretty stressful, man. That I could only imagine. Um, because for me, when when I listen to when I listen to some of these perspectives, I never went to Korea. I never went out of states. I was in I was a ninety two golf station in Fort Benning the whole time, so I, I got stuck there. You know, so I nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, never, never. You know, so I did. So when I hear these experiences, I'm just like, whoa, like, holy crap! Like, did, did you have? Do you have any kids? Uh, I have yeah, I have three kids, but they live with my ex-wife uh, in Chicago. So, oh, so at the time they they, they were not in in uh, so it was just you and your wife at that time in, yep. in Korea. Okay, cool. And, but I but I did plan so we did plan to bring the kids over to Korea because that way they can be exposed to different things. And then yeah, like COVID course. hit, so it's just like right. You know what I'm saying? Like when COVID, see, and we were dealing with COVID back in November before the U.S. even shut down. Right. So we were dealing with it months beforehand. And it was just really just it's just really weird, different, like being stuck at home. And of course, I was essential personnel. Right. <laughs> so I still had to go into the office every now and again, which kind of sucked. But I still work. You know, we still worked a little bit less than most people. But, you know, at the end of the day, though, I, I still loved my time in Korea, the way they handled things with COVID. We were still able. But when you guys were still like kind of stuck in lockdown in the U.S., hey, we were back you know, hanging out, going out at restaurants in Korea, kind of living it up, you know. We still had to do follow mandates or whatever. Yeah. But we were still like, we were still doing a lot more in Korea when you guys were still on lockdown by the time the summer came. We've had a uh we've had a one of our one of our multiple time guests on this show, uh, uh Staff Sergeant Baudet, uh good friend of the show. Uh he was he he just got back from Korea fa fairly recently, about a year ago. But he but he was in Korea for a year while while we were Kind of in the processes of uh, starting this podcast up didn't he and do, getting things didn't up he and do running. His episode in Korea, his first episode. He, oh, he did. Yeah, oh he my did. god, that's right. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude John, you got a mind like a steel trap. I can't 
<laughs> well, the, 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 the funny part, the funny part, the funny part to me, the funny fart, funny part to me was that a lot of people talk shit about Korea and it's one of those places where like experiences may vary. You know what I mean? And he had a very, he had a very positive experience in Korea. And I've heard of a, a lot of other people that have had very, very positive experiences in Korea. You know what I mean? And it sounds like your experience, although kind of uh, metered by fucking coronavirus, was actually positive. So is I've it, been to Korea it, twice, and both times, I I I've enjoyed my stay. It, it's look, good. It's good. like anything you do at life, right? It's what you make of it. So if you go to Korea and all you do is freaking stay in the barracks. You don't go travel. You don't get to experience a country or whatever the case might be. Then you're going and you're just shooting yourself short, right? Granted, I had yeah. my fun. I went to the bars. I, I drank. We had fun with the boys playing pool. But we still hey, traveled. Man. We still did stuff. Like, at, at, the, at the end of the day, DD214 Gaming is brought to you by fucking booze, women, and people of fucking ill repute. Okay? That's who, that's who, we, that's who we promote on here. Okay? So, like, if you ain't down with that shit, dude, like, fucking turn us off. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. What did and he say? Both <laughs> <laughs> times, though, like, look, at, towards, the, towards the end, you know, Korea Korea has really sentimental value, too, because that's where I met my wife in Korea. I proposed to her in Korea. Fuck yeah, bro. We went to, then we went to, we were able to go back, married, and we got to experience Korea together. And uh, the first time I was all the way up north by Camp Casey, Korea, that's, like, pretty much, like, 18 kilometers from the DMZ. So, you know, she hits the fan, the first one's gone. But anyways, I digress. And then the second time, I was in in Piontech down south, which was, like, awesome. And then I got to be at the Army level, an assignment that, again, not a lot of people get to do. So I got to see at the strategic level different things. And I had my hands, like, where I was in, like, different aspects, too. Like, so it it just – it was fun, man. Like, I had a really good time. And everyone who says they're – some people, experiences may vary. Right, and also t- if you were to ask one of my boys, who j- who got the assignment I was in after I left, he would tell you it's probably the shittiest thing he had. But again, <laughs> sure, sure. Right? But, but 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 leaders make everything too in an assignment, and I had really good also leaders agree. when I was there. And, also agree. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I've been very fortunate. I think we've all had really shitty leaders, but then there's always that one or one or two people who make the assignment like bearable. And you're like, yo, I'm going to go ahead. I'm still going to give 100%. And it's because of you, Sergeant So-and-so. Or, yeah, you know, you I, uh, because guys freaking help me John, out. do we have a fucking Sergeant? Do we have a fucking Sergeant Major in the chat right now, dude? Are you kidding me? Do Look we? at this shit. Who's this dude? Who? I think we do. Hey, Mr. Uh, hey, Sergeant Lanchester, what's up? How's it Sarge going? Sergeant Major Lanchester. How you doing, yeah, Sergeant Major? How you doing he today? He was our Major. Sergeant Major, you have my first Sergeant in the ops company in Korea. Yeah. So, Sergeant <laughs> Major, you have a distinction today. You are you are the absolute first Sergeant Major to ever be a part yeah, of this show. Sergeant Major Lancaster, shout out to you today, homie. I hope you're having a good weekend. Good for you, bud. Good for you. Ho, ho. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you had a great first arm too. Yeah, hey, I, hey, I won't deny, I won't deny that. You let me I do saw, my thing, I, so I didn't. I saw that. I saw that comment as soon as it as soon as it came in, and I was like, oh, I bet that's a first sergeant that made sergeant major right there. I know what he's talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what is some of the yeah, equipment no. that you use right now to run your streams? Uh, so this what i have right now it's taken me about a, a good two two and a half years to put together right i initially started on my playstation with a playstation camera and a laptop that wasn't meant for streaming 
<laughs> right? So I was afraid I was going to burn it out, um, trying to figure everything else out. But now uh, where we're at, we're at uh, – I use mainly everything Elgato to help with the stream. So I have an Elgato Wavefree mic, an Elgato Stream Deck, uh, Elgato Key Light, the Elgato Face Cam, and then, you know, the and then the software. I think what makes Elgato – one of the, probably one of the top products on the market is not really the hardware because if you use the hardware by itself it's probably like you know i don't want to say mediocre but it's like in the middle of what's out there but it's the software that makes elgato well worth it and well worth the money that what, what you need to do so that's that's really why a lot of people get elgato so yeah, but uh, I have all these different things. The main thing too, the big thing for me is the the mixer, the virtual mixer. I literally can do everything I want from there, different sources or whatever. And it just how do you? I'm telling you, do, if you don't have that stuff, I think you're just making your life a lot more. When difficult. you're, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not very tech savvy. So when you're when you're like live streaming, you're trying to play a video game. How do you like find the time to like press a button and make a sound effect or change your voice or do whatever? Like like you're in the middle. You're playing, you're playing fucking Call of Duty, right? Very fast-paced, very, you know, you have to pay attention type shit, right? How do you find the time to, like, make your stream kind of, uh, how do you keep people interested? I mean, let me ask you that. Uh, yeah, you do that? I just kind of do stuff like this, and, you know, that's what I have the stream deck for, and I can just press a button real quick on the remote. Uh, but yeah, so honestly, though, I, I try to find time, you know, you try to find your moments, you know? Uh... Obviously, if I'm knee-deep in a fight, I'm not paying attention to chat. I'm not paying attention to anything real quick. But then, you know, there's this moments, and you just go ahead, and you can just find different things, and you're just like, you know? Um, well played, sir. I love that, yeah, yeah, by so, the way. Yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's just repetitive and trying to get used to, to everything. It's the same thing, you know, hey, when we're active duty, right, you're sitting there, you're trying to find your time to breathe. You're briefing, you're trying to find time to say stuff, trying to, you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. So obviously, when I look back at videos when I first came out and I sounded all nervous, I'm just like, "Well, hey, everybody, it's uh, it's your boy Crazy Ace." So you know, rare monotone or whatever. And like now, I'm just like, "Yo, what's up? It's Crazy Ace. How y'all doing? You know, freaking. This is what we're gonna do." And I just I try to do different stuff in the chat, uh, just to try to keep people uh, entertained, interactive. Um, you know, Call of Duty gives me a lot of Emotional, right? emotional damage. damage. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, which which yeah. which makes it perfect for fucking us uh, us in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, armed forces uh, community because uh, we just like we like inflicting pain on ourselves sometimes. You know. What are your What are your <laughs> PC think, uh, specs? My boy Ethan just said that uh just uh, he's Ethan's actually active duty too down at Fort Bragg. Who? Uh, Stream Deck takes time to set up and it does like I have the regular size Stream Deck. So it's only 15 keys. So I have folders within folders to try to get to. Like, I wish I had the XL. But that's kind of like of a, a want versus an actual need. I can do everything I need off the 15 key. So, you know? Yeah, big difference from start to now. Yeah, Travis has been with me from the beginning. So, um, you know, from when I was like, hey, guys, I want to stream. What do you guys think? And he's seen the progression from... The logos to the way we talk, the way this thing. Now he'll sit there and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, you need to go ahead and focus more on us in the stream." But you know, whatever. <laughs> that, 
that that is that is really cool and 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 again like and like you said it takes two years to get to where you are that's usually you know in two years i think it would take the the perfect time for you to get the equipment that you need so it's yeah it, it was a builder because honestly like this is this is my advice for anybody who wants to get into streaming and content creating. You do not need to spend two, three, four, five thousand dollars right off the rip to decide if you want to stream or not. Because for some people, they get into this, and then they realize after a few months that this is not for them, that they can't do this, because it's a grind. If you want to be known and you want to be out there, you have to. Streaming is only one aspect for it, and I would say honestly, streaming is only really like ten to twenty percent of like content creating and trying to get your name and trying to get exposed right you're going to spend a lot more time offline doing offline content social media like that's where all that's where majority of the exposure is going to come from now are there's exceptions to the rules yes all the time right there's plenty of people who go and they get blow up within six months a year but uh, i think uh the person who said it the best is harris heller he's actually a, a content creator on he on youtube right now and he was like hey People who blow up, those are exceptions and not the rule. You can't expect to sit here, jump start, and then expect to be famous within, you know, X amount of time. It, it doesn't happen. Wait, right? is that, you mean, you mean it's like, uh, like we're joining the army and you can't fucking become a sergeant major out of basic training? Why? Exactly. The same. Why? It takes time. It takes time. So yeah, it, it's so cool. And, and like, like you said, you and like uh, Jethro says here, he started with the laptop. You started with the laptop. I started with my Xbox when Twitch allowed, you know, when Twitch started doing the streaming on the Xbox. So that was like a big thing that happened for me. So it's very, it's very interesting how, literally within the last five years, how streaming has become more accessible to everyone. And regardless of the the level of it is, so it's it's really cool to see that type of progression. And looking through the comments here, like a lot of people, a couple of people, oh, Squalini started with a MacBook Pro, you know. And a big Travis Bishop says, yeah, big difference from start till now. Progression, yeah, I, progression is everything. Yeah, like my I bought when I came back to the states, I bought like a budget PC just used for streaming. You know, so it was like a Ryzen, I think it was a Ryzen 5, like 1600, a 1650 graphics card or whatever, you know, like it was, it was enough to go ahead and get a decent stream on, right, you know, but now after going ahead and after a year or whatever, like I have, you know, a 3060 Ti, freaking Ryzen 7 3700, freaking, you know, all, all this stuff on it or whatever, but that's due over time and people have helped out, you know, whether donating to the stream uh, and stuff like that, like it's been... It's been a, an awesome journey, and I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of it because, again, this is something that, like, it's my happy place, per se, when it comes to trying to decompress. Um, but at the same time, the main reason why I wanted to get into gaming is to reach different people because um, I, I have a new overlay and stuff like that, but normally I always have the numbers up for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Freaking, uh, for those of you who know, switch to 988, so make sure y'all are tracking that. If you guys don't, there's no longer the 800 number. Still active, but 988 makes it a lot quicker. Um, but then I also put out... Uh, hey, uh, hey, Ace, hey, Ace. Main audio. What's up? You want to know, you want, you want know how I know you don't watch the show? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> we, sh we, share, we share that, too. Every show. <laughs> but I'm glad you do too. I love you, it's bro. Actually, I'm just giving you. It's actually funny that you bring you that shit. up because that was actually going to be my last thing before we got into the news because I wanted to pick your brain about that because 
we we as veterans and soldiers and airmen marines whatever it may be that hotline is important to us and it you know i feel like i don't see it enough and that was one thing that attracted me to your streams and how i found you was you have it plastered somewhere no matter where it is on your screen at all times when you're when you are streaming and that it's it it is admirable to see that there to to show that you're promoting that because it there needs to be more awareness of it and you know what what are your what are your thoughts on that like is um it's weird there's so many resources available you know whether you have uh well i think now it's a suicide crisis line right you have them there's nami there's urag.org there's uh i mean there's just so many different organizations out there and i still don't think that there's enough exposure there's still people who don't know where to find help and it's really weird but uh i think they're great resources if you go and you utilize them i mean I, look, I've sat here and there's times where I've, I had to sit there and I, I've needed to call. You know, I've called the military, uh, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, military One Source, right? I've called them. I've needed to go ahead and use to go ahead and talk to a counselor before. And there's just, there's, we're all human and we all deal things with stuff differently. Some of us can cope with, with stressors and everything a lot better than others. And I mean, at the end of the day, we have to know where to get help. And the fact that they shortened this to a three-digit number makes us, I, I, I can remember a three-digit number, no problem, right? We remember 911, remember 114, uh, heck, in, it, overseas in Korea. I was, like, I was in the uh, infantry. That's you. That's about two more than I can normally remember, but I can remember three. Yeah. So, you know, I get it. I get it. It's, it's, it's amazing that they, they, like, they really, and, they, and the people there are actually trained and licensed and professional behavioral health specialists. So you're not just talking. You're not just talking to somebody who like volunteered their time, like Ted Bundy did back in the fucking seventies, right? You're talking to an actual fucking educated person who is there waiting for you to um, ask for help. Yeah. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, right. school. Yeah, it's just, I think, I think what it is too is like, I hate saying that there's still a stigma when it comes to seeking mental health, right? Because I think we've, I think, I think we're at a point where we've progressed enough that we understand that we need mental health, especially after being in conflict for almost two decades. However, there are still some leaders in the ranks who go and make you feel like seeking help. They don't have the buy-in that's saying that you need to, that if you need help, mental help, go, go, go get it, right? That's how I phrase it, right? There's not buy-in from everybody up the top. They say it, they preach a good game, right? But their freaking, uh, their audio doesn't match their visual or visual doesn't match their audio, one or the other, right? Uh, at the end of the day. So we have to be able, and that's where we come in, right? Down at the enlisted level, and this thing and just getting that information out. And that's what I want to do. I have a lot of followers who started following me and kind of hang out with the stream just because they saw the suicide prevention number. They saw that I talk about mental health. I've done charities for URAD, uh, for stackup.org, oh, yeah. um, right? To, to raise awareness, which is the main thing always, right? And then to help raise money for the organizations, right? I mean, URAD, let's say, for example, URAD. Their organization that goes and pays for mental health care. 
if you need to talk to somebody and you can't pay, you can't afford it, they'll work with you and they'll probably pay for it for free. Right? People don't even know that that's out there. They Again, we got this type prevention number. They have a chat. There's uh heck uh a text uh, line too. Yeah, they have a text line. Heck, what is it? Uh No Stash Vember yep. is actually a mental health organization as well that I didn't even know it was a thing until like uh, two years ago. I mean, there's just so many different resources that we don't utilize or we don't know about. And right. I wish I wish there was more, I don't want to say streamers or content creators. I just wish that there was more exposure than what it is, right? We all know when, when so-and-so is pregnant and has a baby or we know when so-and-so breaks up, right? That makes freaking national news, okay? Absolutely. But, how are we going to sit there and, and get better and help each other? And listen, but I guess that's why you have people like us, right? Like we go ahead and we try to get it out there as much as we can. I need to do a better job of, of putting more content out there with this information as well. Right. So I think that's one thing I need to get better at in general is just uh, get an actual schedule. Like, Hey, I need to post this and this and this, but you know what I'm saying on certain days of the week or whatnot. And I think now that we're talking, I may make that as one of my posts. That religiously, hey, every freaking Thursday at this time, this post goes out, you know? So Yeah, absolutely. And and again, like we said, it, it is very important, you know? We've all lost somebody. It, it's definitely a disease that comes in and it overtakes you. And that's something that we've always, since the beginning of the show, have always talked about uh, as our final thought every, every single week. Because again, 22, 22 is just way too high. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, Sar Major, Sar Major's in the chat saying soldiers have to trust us first in order to open up to you. And that's 100%. Like, if your soldiers can't open up to you, then, then I mean, honestly, what good are you, what's the point of you calling me? At that point, you're a sergeant and you're not an NCO, right? We can, and that's a whole nother discussion, whole nother can of worms. Yeah. Uh, but but it's the truth, though. And, and I've always been listening. I don't, I, I don't know everything, right? And I don't expect you to know everything. But what I do expect for myself or for other leaders is to at least know where to go to be able to get information or to get resources or to get help. And that's where we, and that's where sometimes, I mean, just some people fail. They just, they don't realize they don't care. They're in it for, for whatever reason, X, Absolutely. Y, and Z, you know? Um, and that, you know, I think that's what just needs to happen, man. Yeah. I could say like through experience, I didn't start seeking mental help until I opened up, you know, and, and, you know, had that moment during my time in the military, and I and I'll never forget. Um, I went up to uh, my uh, my my E six at the time, Staff Sergeant Dukes, and I just broke down in front of him and told him I need help. You know, I'll never I'll never forget that. And that was one of those things that, like, you know, you don't realize it until it hits you hard. You but know? but so but but let me ask you though too. So uh, on the flip side, right? How what was Sergeant Dukes' reaction, right? Did he help you or did he kind of just blow you off? No, the first and thing, he helped you. You respected him more for that at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. And the first and, thing he did was he he took me out the defect. He said, come on, we're going, we're going, to, we're going to uh, mental health now. Yep. Yep. That was the first thing he did. Didn't, didn't even care whether I was in the middle of cutting cucumbers or getting the yogurt ready for the defect. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, come on, let's go. And Yo, risk the mission, risk the force. And that's one that's an instance where you're gonna sit here and I'd rather risk the mission to make sure that the force is gonna be okay, right? If we're talking about grand scheme of things. Yep. Uh, and Jay has said it here before, you know, if the plane is nose diving, you gotta put your mask on first before you help everyone else put theirs on. You know, you gotta be there for yourself. And now we're go we'll get back into this for the final thought, but now we're getting into triggering news for Jay. Uh Modern Warfare 2 was finally revealed this week, guys. 
I there there there, <laughs> there was a lot of good. There was a lot of confusion. A couple things people griped about. Um, before we get to like your personal experience from you streaming it, I just I have to say game modes look fantastic. Um, I the one concern that our lovely neighborhood friendly veteran here Jay always seems to talk about is what can, what, what is this game going to do to bring me in? So from watching the footage, I haven't played the beta yet. I just got my Xfinity code, so couple days you know a couple days I'll have I'll be playing it but I haven't gotten to play it I know Jay hasn't gotten to play it what has your experience been like playing Modern Warfare 2 um it feels kind of like when we left Black Ops 4 going into Modern Warfare with the movements or whatever the case might be but that's why we enjoyed Modern Warfare 2 you know um it's still a little bit clunky but I feel like obviously this is a beta right so we're that they're gonna work on it hopefully when the game releases it'll be better Overall, I've been I've enjoyed it. I've played three different game modes. I played uh, TDM, Dom, and then this other one, Hostage Rescue. It kind of seems like Search and Destroy, but the only difference is you can be revived if you go down by your teammates. Mm. So it adds a different dynamic to the game. Um, aside from it not crashing on me day one of the beta launch at one o'clock in <laughs> the afternoon, where I couldn't figure out how the hell to get on for three hours. Uh, once we got past all that, the game felt better. But I feel like we still haven't been able to use all the weapons. We still haven't been able to use a bunch of different attachments or whatnot. And um, I don't know if they're gonna op if they're gonna change it up this weekend, or if they're gonna add more next week when they open it up for uh, cross crossplay. Yeah. So this weekend was just PlayStation exclusive. Uh, next weekend is gonna be open up to crossplay starting Friday, and then hopefully they open up some of the more the more weapons. And I'm hoping. I'm praying that we get to play Warzone next week. I, uh, I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Yeah. But I'm, dude, I'm like, this is <laughs> Ace. I got. I, I have. I have so much. I have so much respect for those of you out there that actually actually take your time to do beta testing. Actually send in uh, your feedback, stuff like that. It's when when you see me smirking and smiling, it is not at you. I promise. It, this is like. My smirking and smiling is because, and John can attest to this, like, my biggest problem with the Call of Duty franchise right now is, like, every time I ask, like, why can't we do this? Why don't they have that? I get, I get like, no response. I get a very muddled, like, they just haven't released it like that. So, like, I have always wanted, like, let, like let's say Warzone, right? When Warzone started, where's Hardcore? Like, if, if, it, if it is so fucking fun... If, if Warzone is so fucking fun that it's still here two years later, where the fuck is hardcore Warzone? Like, I don't think we we'll ever like, hardcore Warzone. Only, I don't. I don't think we ever and will. And it's interesting because and that's, if you and that's, played, and that's why I always call. That's why I always call bullshit on on the franchise because I'm like, it's unreal that like it's unreal that the, the, all the mechanics are there. Why, and but this is why I'll say they're never going to do a hardcore Warzone, right? Because. With the because way the time to kill is during the game, <clears throat> with the way the time to kill is during the game, um, it's already quick enough as it is. Like I understand oh, that, that they want to get into the realism aspect of it, but it's just, you, it's just too quick already as it is. And if you were to go and just get, you already get one shot enough as it is with freaking shots to the head or snipers. Yeah, that's correct. 
They might they might have to they might have to change the mechanics of how you enter. Like you might not be parachuting in anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you and then you and then you and then you have a team. And I wouldn't mind playing it just to kind of see. I play hardcore TDM all the time. Yeah, I that's all we. That's TDM. all we used to play. That's yeah, all I, I, play, I prefer like, hardcore almost everything, because and yet we don't and yet we don't have hardcore warzone. And it's yeah. it's so it's so, it is such a travesty. It, it that's why I say like every time every time I would ask why, or, or why not, everybody else would be like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? What do I mean? Like, I'm asking why I can't play the campaign cooperatively with a friend. I'm asking why I can't play hardcore in Warzone with like with on on a server with random people. Because when you get when you get when you get good when you get good at hardcore, there's a big difference between a hardcore player and a freaking uh, a core player. You know what yeah. I mean? Hands out. My there's a big difference. Is that, well, they just can't do this. What do you mean they can't do it? They are a Thank billion you. dollar industry. I just want to I just want to add you. too. We I just want to add too. When Call of Duty came into to the the battle royal space, it was with Blackout. And for oh, a very Blackout. I love Blackout. Blackout by far was to me the best iteration of a Call of Duty battle royal ever made, even though we've only had two of them. But what made it so <laughs> what what made it so got, got interesting? Got really good fucking odds there, John. You know, what, like... what made it so interesting though was that, like, they had a hardcore they had a hardcore mode, and now that I think about it, Ace is actually correct in that because as soon as you came in, the game would be done almost automatically, which is fine. We like fast games, but it almost many, what was the size of the server, dude? It was like one hundred. At that, at that time, it was a hundred. I, I think the most it was 120. I don't think it no, it was never 100. It was less than that. As big as as big as, as big as the blackout map was, it wasn't 100 people. It wasn't. It wasn't because it, it was still there was. Yeah, I think you may be. Right I extend because... I extend a huge challenge to like any gaming gaming like community like uh uh or or game makers. Give us a hardcore like and see. Watch how fast you want to talk about beta testing. Watch how fast motherfuckers learn. What cover and concealment oh, fucking is? Eighty-eight. When players. like, like, dude, like, watch, dude, like, I don't think with the game you're talking about, John, that was what ten years ago plus, about a decade ago at least. No, uh, Black Ops Four was before Modern Warfare Two, I think. Like almost. So what? How, we're how many years ago? Five years, six years. We're going on five years, five six years now. Hey, dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, then, then either, either, either they need to work on the mechanics or work on the maps because no. there's no reason, like. You you see people you see these motherfuckers playing Arma right like just getting like up Arma's Arma's ass and like the whole like RP shit with uh with I Arma love, three. I love Arma. <laughs> I, dude, I watch Arma footage. I don't even fucking play the yeah. motherfucker. I just so, watch the footage. You know why? Because like you learn real quick. Like if you're fucking if the shit is like if is like closer to real life, that's what like I think I think I think anti hardcore Warzone is just for people who fucking bitch about campers. <laughs> Guess what you fucking do in real life, kids. You fucking camp, dude. What's going on, man? Though now, now the one just thing that the one say, now dude. while we're talking about Warzone, the one thing that really does interest me about Warzone is the heartbeat sensor. Oh, because the fact that it has a battery now, I love it. I love that too because the one thing that that I used to hate is being at the end of a game, maybe three teams left, and someone sitting there with a heartbeat sensor, spinning in circles, looking for the guy. But now you can still do that, but the only problem is now you have a battery life. 
So yeah, the- you, you gotta be you gotta be more concise with it. But I don't know, like I complain about a lot of stuff too, right? You're 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 in the middle of a match, you're like, What the hell? This is bullshit, whatever the case might be. But at the end of the day, sure. like sure. it's a tactic, right? And I mean, that's just the tactic that they use. Do you hate to die with some dude hating in a hiding in a bush or in a corner yep. that's dark as hell yep. with a rose skin? Of yes, a hundred percent. Of course we do. Right? Yeah. With the rose skin. Do. Oh my god. Right? The but, rose but skin this, was the most controversial thing too. I don't man. mind. So listen, if, if we're gonna go ahead, if if we're like in the beginning of a game, you know, and we're trying to maneuver, get into position or whatever, fine and dandy. We're we're out and about, you know, trying to figure stuff out. But when it comes to end game. You have to kind of expect that people are going to start ratting it out, right? Because even the game slows down for me where, like, hey, we're going to move here. Hey, we're just going to hold position up until, you know, saying we can see them or we're trying to gatekeep them or whatever, right? But people play endgame style the entire match. And I don't even know how that's fun. I don't know how you sit in a corner and you watch a camera. Dude did not move the entire – you can spectate him and he stayed up there. Like, literally, for, like, three, four circles. And I was just like, bro, how is that fun? And now that you like, bring up wild. And now that you bring up circles, what do you think of the Warzone aspect of having split circles? I like it. I, I think it's going to I think it's gonna change the dynamic of the game a little bit, right? Because I think you have to be more strategic. Now, are they gonna, they're still going to merge at the end and collapse, yep. right? But I think you have to pay attention to where you're on the map and then where you're going to next. So... If you're trying to, if, if one circle goes out to the city, one circle goes down. I haven't looked at all of Al Sharif, right? But I think, you know, down by the, the little observatory area and somewhere by the dam. Okay, well, where do I want to be? Do I want to be somewhere by the dam where it has somewhat covered concealment, but it's still out a little bit in the open, you know? Do I want to be in the city where I think a lot of people are going to push and try to get more kills? Am I playing for the win? Right? And then every circle is going to tell you how many teams there are inside that the in circle you're in. So that's going to tell you, hey, do we just, you know, kind of sit down? There's only one other team there. Do we sit there? Do we hunt them? Or do we kind of just wait and see what happens after this next circle? You know? So there's different gameplays. And, and I think it's the, the gameplay game style is going to be dependent on who you're playing with. So I, I like it. Um, but at the same token, it's it's, it's something that, that Activision, well, actually Infinity Ward, is going to have to watch and see if it does what it's meant to do. You know? Yeah. Um, now they they also talked about now we have the gulag the gulag has also been changed um so we know that now when you do the gulag you're not doing the gulag by yourself you're doing the gu- you're doing the gulag with someone who was your enemy and you have to work together in order to make it back and then you become enemies again now there's that's stupid as fuck how the fuck is that supposed to work well well listen so let's say me and you are in two different teams right jay right. We, we die okay we want to get uh, back into the game. So they put us in a gulag okay. together as a team. Okay. But we're only a team for those, what, 30 seconds, 45 seconds question, that we're playing? I have a question for you. Yeah. What happens if I just want to fucking troll and just, and not, give, and just could, not give a fuck? And then in turn, it turns into a 1v2. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it just happens. There's there's that. There, you can also find a key. That that's somewhere in there that you can use to escape, and then there's also uh, yeah. another AI there, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent sold on these AIs. And I don't. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I actually have a theory about the AI. I actually think, and it was actually very funny because I had this conversation with Jay, and my theory is that the AIs have been in place there partially to combat hackers. 
Man, I hope so. But then I Jay, I think is I fucking... did, do you not remember uh, at the tail end of Warzone, uh, before it got integrated with Vanguard during the Blackout era, that they would have stuff falling from the sky, and a lot of people thought there were doors, but those were actually a mechanic. So if people were locked onto them, shoot them. The Activision knew, or yeah, Activision knew that people were hacking. Oh, they were aimbotting. Yeah, same thing with the mannequins all around the map on I remember, Warzone. I remember the mannequins. Yeah, the mannequins too. Same thing. If they they would go and give off uh, this thing, and people would lock onto them, then that's that's one way they were new. That's interesting. I didn't know that, and that's a great way to combat hacking too. And I always thought, and I, and when I was saying that, that I I feel that the AIs are there to partially combat hacking. But then what happens if the hackers break through that algorithm and able to hack the AI? So so they're always they're always gonna go and be there to try to. People are always gonna go and try to uh, you know get yep. past. The, the the algorithm the hack letter you you're not going to be able to stop them right I, and i just feel that like as long as we can do what they can to mitigate it the most you can then i'm okay with that but people complain like oh well they, there's no way they, i'm like no man like people are just going to do people pay money for these hacks it is wild right there's a business for it so be it I may or may not know somebody who makes software as well, right? And they actually got a cease and desist letter from <laughs> Activision, right? Uh, because a video got out there, et cetera, you know, whatever the case might be. Uh, and I'm cool, you know, he's trying to ask too. He's like, yeah. hey, man, do you want to go handle it? Look, bro, I ain't fucking touching that shit. I'm not trying to get banned. Yep. It's bad enough that all these all these big-time people get accusations all the time, I've, right? I've and never I don't understood. want that for myself. I never want I, – I don't I've need that kind of – I don't need to go and put cloud out there that I'm the best just to prove that – I've know, never understood. I've never understood the idea behind trying to – like, just cheating in general just because, like – I, I remember beating Super Mario Brothers on on the original NES, you know, in with, with one life as a kid, and considering that like life's greatest achievement, right? And it was like, or fucking like finishing fucking Ninja Gaiden, like, oh, oh my fucking god, dude! Like, and like, what what kind of a reputation do you get when you play a game and you and you have to and you have to cheat, you have to have a fucking an aimbot or a freaking or whatever the fucking next gen shit that they have now is, or whatever. I I don't personally understand it. I don't understand the the idea behind it. That's exactly why I like to play hardcore, uh, particularly on Call of Duty, and probably why I'm, I'm mainly like a, a single player type game. Like I, I like playing a lot of the quest games. You know what I mean? Oh, because I, I love, just like... I, love, I love campaigns, story mode based games. Right. I freaking love right. Them. Like I'm excited for freaking uh, Ragnarok comes out freaking. Uh... I am I am looking forward to that. I'm not gonna lie. I am very much looking forward to that. Which sucks though, because I only have like look, the new Modern Warfare 2 drops October 28th. Mm-hmm. And then Ragnarok drops November 9th. And then Warzone uh -huh. 2 drops November 16th. So like, you they know, separate, I get, like, they separated the new weapons. I get like a few days break to go ahead and try to play Ragnarok and try to get as much of the story as I can and then back to Warzone. And I, I hate the gaming industry sometimes because, like, it just really wants to break my wallet, you know? Oh, dude. dude, 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 dude. Hey, uh, hey t tell me again. Tell me again. How, uh, how do I know? How do I know you don't watch this show? Like, we, we started we started a military gaming podcast like two years ago. And all we've done the whole time has been like, what the fuck happened to the gaming industry, dude? Like, this shit fucking sucks. This shit fucking sucks. Like it's it's actually like every review is bad. Every review is it's bad. It's actually funny like, too, but every time. But overall, I mean, the mechanics of the game look 
familiar. The graphics look great. We have a couple new things. Slide canceling is is not available now. So, so I, people, there's already videos that people found a way to slide cancel. It's not ideal yet, but the devs aren't 100% sold on the fact of not bringing back slide canceling. Yeah, that they're, makes they're playing with it. Yeah. So like. I personally, I don't mind just slide canceling, but what they should do, though, the one of the mechanics they need to work on is that when you're, slide can when you're sliding now, you can't fire at the same time. <gasps> you're almost, you're almost like over 50% of the slide before you can fire your weapon. And wow. so, whereas in, yeah, in Modern Warfare... I can dolphin dive and shoot no problem as I'm okay. diving and shooting, but I can't freaking go and be on a slide and start, and start hip firing or whatever the case might be. So... Again, there's a few mechanics, right? And it, uh, um, I've looked on the Reddit posts that the, the, the devs are looking at, right? A lot of people have complained about that. A lot of big-time streamers are going ahead and making notes on it as well. I think uh, Swag was one of them. J-God was one of them. And if, if those of you guys who watch, you already know that Call of Duty listens to J-God, like, a lot, right? <laughs> well, and and, and I also, I also want to clarify, too. I got into Modern Warfare um, for reasons. That was, like, the first first-person shooter game I had played in like probably about a decade that I like I really just kind of felt like I was there and I and I and it I felt like that going through the campaign you know what I mean oh yeah 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 you know the, the way the way the way you know the, the how crisp how crisp the sounds were um how good the movements were um bullet bullet drop compensation stuff like that where it was just like mechanically a very sound game and I and I don't know where the the ball got dropped aside from uh, aside from basically uh, corporate politics and different companies working on different game engines. But it's like they had a fucking winner basically three three and a half years ago. And why we why we just stayed stayed static instead of going like full dynamic with it and just you know what I mean? That, that that's that's and always like been my problem. Warzone, with, with, I think I would have been happy with doing Modern Warfare the 2019 version and having seasons or progressions of that, right? As Call of Duty, and I figure because this is where I think Call of Duty the franchise. I think what they need to do is they're at the point now where they just need to, especially with the Warzone now, they need to just stick to like, hey, have MW2, leave MW2 for the next two years, right, and just add to that. And then we can start introducing another Call of Duty, right? Because there, there's nothing right now. There's nothing out there that that rivals Call of Duty. Like Battlefield is is a great franchise, and it, you know what I'm saying. When 2042 though was a flop, they just they try to do too much. They try to integrate too many things. They were trying to make the next big bad thing, but they went away from what made Battlefield Battlefield. Absolutely, I agree. And with that. so. Because I played the beta for the Battlefield 2042. I'm like, yo, I'm going to get it. We can flip content from Call of Duty for a little bit. And I played the beta, and I was not impressed, like, whatsoever. I, I tried I tried really hard. I, I, did, I did a so. lot of stuff off stream. I did a lot of gaming off stream with my boys, and we were just trying. And we were just doing it, and I was just like, guys, I can't do this. <laughs> I just, <laughs> right? That's, but I that, think, that's been my there's that's, nothing to, There's nothing to contend with Call of Duty. So, like, why are we releasing titles every year now, right? Let, let's slow it you down. Bungie, yeah, what, Bungie what, look, at, it, look at Assassin's Creed. They've, they've gone away from dropping yearly yearly uh, freaking Assassin's Creeds. And it was never, it was never a good model. model now. Yeah, and that was never so. a good model to go with, with, with 
the, with with the the how fast the industry changes, with how fast technology can change and has changed and continue to change, with every succeeding console, where we where we get you know more bang for more buck, you know what I mean, uh, in the, in in the internal hardware, it's one of those things where like, why did it become a pay to play scheme? Like it's video games, and you guys got greedy, and you just got to stop being greedy. Oh, we you can had go a back winner. To microtransactions. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like, yeah dude, don't get me started on microtransactions, bro. I have. I, oh my God, you have you have no idea, bro. Like like I said, like you, you go ahead get on Spotify one of these days and do a deep dive on our podcast, bro. Every every other every other show uh, last year and and and, and pre- preceding preceding seasons. I do a rant on like multinational corporate conglomerates. So just don't even get me started on that. Product <laughs> yeah, op, product, it's, it's product just, op, license, though, the whole thing, dude. It's it. I'm not even, I'm not even the conspiracy guy. I just th- th- this stuff is is what's happening. It's 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 turning the video game industry into mush. Yeah, and it sucks. It really, really sucks. Like especially especially for a casual gamer like me, who like almost wants to fulfill and spend some time. You know, with a with what I would call a very a very pleasant and, and emotionally fulfilling hobby, like video gaming, and like every other game I play is just dog shit, or it or it's just the the community is toxic, or it's freaking the uh there definitely did not live up to the hype. You know what I mean? I got I I got two hands, and I still got a couple of fingers left for how many cool games I've played since I came home from Afghanistan in 2018. And bought myself a PS4, you know, and fucking and and later got and later got like an Xbox One, you know. I can count on both hands. The last three years, guys, three fucking years, I've been back. I still got fucking fingers left. Video yeah, games I, suck, I, dude. Video I, games I, I would say suck, that like the games that actually live up to the highest are probably only a handful to, you know. What I'm saying? It's definitely. It, it, it's that, that, it's that, unfortunate. That definitely was worth the time like i still love assassin's creed odyssey and i'm still not done but i love the dlcs for their games it's well and i hate and i and i hate being i I hate being the jaded cynical asshole about stuff like this because i've seen how fucking amazing it is you know what i mean i bought that ps4 and i got two games i got god of war and red dead redemption 2 okay both fucking like just treasures absolute video game motherfucking treasures right and then since then it has just been like i've been adrift in this fucking sea of gaming and every once in a while i fucking land a a a fucking a decent sized fish in the boat like the old man in the sea you know for those of you guys that read ernest hemingway or excuse me most of you guys don't read so let me introduce you when you guys learn to read again uh ernest hemingway look that motherfucker up Reading is knowledge. Knowledge is power. And knowing is half the battle. That's right. That's right. And because motherfuckers like me read, that's how I come up with quick shit like that. You didn't even fucking think about that, did you? Old Man in the Sea, Ernest Hemingway. Look it up. So anyways, every once in a while, a good video game fucking jumps in the ship, like Ghost of Tsushima. You know what I mean? Or a couple of the games I've been enjoying this year. Outside of that, video gaming, since I got back from Helmand Province in fucking November of fucking 2018, like... Man, dude, I've taken fucking turds that like look way prettier, like way prettier than this shit, and, dude. Like, and on. Oh, are you there? Oh, I thought I, you froze there for a second. All right, so 
we're here. So now we're here at the, at the end of the show, guys. Um, I had such a good time with with you, Crazy HTV. It's actually really cool. Thank to, you so much to have to see you on the stream screen to have you on the show. I'm more I'm more oh, than no. grateful to have you on, man. I, it's been fun. This so just to let y'all know, hey, y'all are the first podcast that I've been on in the two years that I've been streaming, right? So I I'm definitely thankful for you guys inviting me. I've definitely had a lot of fun. Any guys, anytime you guys want me back on, by all means, uh, for anything, you're, dude, you're, you're, dude, you're a badass. Man. You're a fucking yeah, badass, bro. We thank you very much for coming. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very, very much for your time. Yeah, I love having fun, man. I, I just like being able to shoot the shit, man. And the fact that we can talk about so many different, you know, we went from real life shit to like gaming shit to like, like I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like all that stuff, man, like this is the kind of stuff I like and enjoy whatever. And those are the kind of conversations that actually hold meaning, you know? So it's I almost, it's that, almost, man. it's almost like, it's almost like we're a bunch of veterans, you know? Oh yeah. It's almost true. like we're a bunch of veterans just <laughs> hanging out. You know? hey, after 180 <laughs> days. Uh, so yeah, hey. So where, so where can we find you, man? And and where and how can we support you? Oh, all right. So uh, if you guys want, I'm mostly live weeknights on Facebook Gaming and Crazy Ace TV. Uh, normally around 8 p.m. Eastern time to about 11. Sometimes a little bit longer, and the wife gets mad about that. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but I am. Uh, but if you guys want to do follow me on all my other socials, it is it's Crazy Ace TV across all social platforms. So TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, uh. Discord, I mean, everything and anything. If you look up Crazy Ace TV, uh, you can go ahead and find me. Uh, I have a link, main pro, uh, the link on my main profile for Crazy Ace takes you to Linktree. You can see all my socials. You can also see discount code, terrain controllers, freaking Gamer Advantage, uh, Geeks Unleashed. If those of you guys want to check out some Crazy Ace merch, by all means, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but it, it all, it, dude. I've made it fairly simple to find me everywhere and anywhere. Fantastic. Well, Jay, you know what time it is? About that time, I guess, huh? Yep. And it's the final thought, my friend. All right. Well, um, I'll tell you what, guys. Uh, I'll be, I'll be uh, just kind of uh, functionally honest. Um, we've had, a, we've had a week here, and sometimes uh, when when life hits, I always go back to this quote. And uh, it's one of those things that kind of like gave me pause for thought this week. And uh, the quote I wanted to share this week for the final thought, it is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not weakness. That is life. And that was a quote from TV series Star Trek The Next Generation. And it was spoken by the character Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that... Uh, there's going to be a lot of times that come when life is not okay. And when you've been on top of the mountain and when you fall into back into the valley, uh, sometimes it feels like you're swimming through applesauce and nothing's making sense. And life really fucking kicks your dick so hard. Um, your fucking ovaries come out your mouth. All right. And you're fucking bleeding and fucking spitting blood. And you don't know what the fuck is going on or which way is fucking left or right. Up is down. Black is white, and you don't know what the fuck is happening. It is in these times, my friends, I want you to remember the quote I just shared. It is possible to commit no mistakes in life and still lose. And I want to remind you guys, if you are still fucking breathing, if the heart in your chest is still beating, okay, if you are still coherent, cognitive, and conscious, 
you are still fucking winning, no matter how bad you feel like you're losing. Okay? The only secret to life is living to see another day. Okay? And there are people in this world that care about you, they love you. Okay? They would stop at nothing to be there for you. Okay? When the chips are true are truly down. Okay? It doesn't always feel like that. Okay? We are going to face days that test us so hard. We will be questioning every decision we have made for the last 20 fucking years. Guys, I want you to remember it's okay. You don't have to question yourself. You have to remember that the goddamn strongest steel is forged in the fire of a fucking dumpster. And you are going to make it through it. If you are so worried that you are not going to make it to see another day, I want you to stay up late, late into the night. And I want you to watch that motherfucking sun come up over that goddamn horizon one more time. And then after you do that, I want you to remind yourself that now you've done that once, you just made it another day. Do it another. And then do it again. And then start stringing fucking days together until they become weeks. And you will be okay. If you need help, if you are in crisis, you can dial 988. If you need to talk to somebody, the National Suicide Hotline number is still 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. There are licensed behavioral health specialists waiting for your phone call. They will talk to you. I have called it. Ace said he called it. I have friends that have called it. They do talk. I was on the phone line with one for 45 minutes, just talking, okay? You don't have to be suicidal if you need to fucking just get some shit out. If you're feeling like just way too whatever, it's okay. That is what the fuck they're there for. 988 or 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-TALK. We love you guys. We expect to see you here in formation in 168 motherfucking hours. This week, I'm not fucking asking. I'm telling. Next fucking Sunday, your ass right fucking here. Fuck up, guys. We got this shit. Enjoy some fucking football today. I want you guys to have a good fucking week. Always remember, Jesus hates a fucking pussy, so don't fucking be one. Put your fucking nuts in that goddamn wheelbarrow. Turn your fucking ovaries into fucking steel. Keep your fucking dicks hard and your pussies wet. And let's go fucking kick some ass. 168. Get there fucking now. I'll see you guys later. John, crazy? I love you, brother. Welcome and thank you very much for coming, dude. See you next week, guys. Have a good one.